You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Welcome to the Roof English Podcast. My name is Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. I'm in one of my favourite places in Iceland, which is in the town of Borganes in West Iceland, where we've been coming for years and years and years. But I'm not on a jolly. I'm here to work and I'm here to bring you news of the Settlement Centre, which is a great place in Borganes. It's been here since 2006 and it reflects the experience of settling in this part of Iceland with a very important element as well if you're a fan of the Icelandic sagas. And if you want to find out more about them. This is the place to be one in particular. Let's get some more on this as I sit here in the settlement centre in Borganes with Siri and Kartan, who are the owners of the settlement centre, which, as I said, has been around since 2003 here in, or 2006, I should say, in Borganes. Yeah, we came to the municipality with the idea 2003, mm. just one piece of page with the idea and uh, then we were working on the idea 2003-2004 writing business plan and all the manuscripts for the, for the exhibitions and, 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 and so what is the idea then because th- there are two strands to this there's the settlement center but of course we talk about one of the very important Icelandic sagas here as well. So so what was on that A4 piece of paper back in the early 2000s? Um, it was a synopsis of the exhibitions. And the reason that we did this was um, we had been traveling around the country in our holidays, it was a spare job doing guiding tours. And we were always telling the people, the tourists on the horse trips, um, the, the stories in the evenings, you know, about the first settlers, about Ingolur Arnason at as it is written in the old manuscripts. And then when, for example, when we were traveling in East Iceland, we told them the story of Hrabkel uh, Saga Freyskoda, which is an Icelandic saga that happens in that area. And it was so wonderful to, when we were traveling in the landscape that we could almost point out, this is where, this is the place where this happened. And here in Borganes, it's the surroundings of one of the most important saga, which is Egil Saga. And especially, you know, outside this house, we can just point out, oh, this is where uh, Eil's uh, foster mother was drowned. You know, we, mm. have, we, could, we, we can fit the stories into the landscape. And there is a very striking monument to something that you've mentioned there, which is just a few metres from where we're sitting, isn't it, overlooking the water, that monument to the, the drowning of... Brauk. Brauk. Katzan, what does that monument remind us of the one that overlooks the town it's uh, it's simply the the, the 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 name of the slave woman brauk it scholars they they thought it meant that she has the job to to work out skin to to make it softer and they did it through through uh, with a bone it was called that Activity was called to brauk uh, skin, the, okay. shin, the shin, and and um, and that that's that, that that's just simple that like a horn of a of of a sheep of a sheep and and a, a piece of skin, skin. Yeah, 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 and that's what that uh, monument should simple, but. Uh, it's another possibility that Brauk mean, for the old Celtic, it's mean a uh, uh, slave. Okay. And she okay. Self, uh, self give her this name, I, I'm a slave. So she calls her Brauk. Okay. 
So when you had the idea of setting up and creating the settlement centre, obviously the stories of this part of Iceland were very important, but it's called the settlement centre. It's about people choosing as much as anything else to make their home in this beautiful part of, of West Iceland a very long time ago. That's an important part of this too, isn't it? Yes, that um, the people were, we call it really the settlement centre because we are wanting to tell the story of the whole settlement of Iceland, not only in this area. Mm. But in Eilsaga, the, the family stories, which is in the second exhibition, we have two exhibitions here, and there in that story there is a, the best, one of the best descriptions of one settlement, you know, where... Skatlagrimur, the father of eight, came here, and how he uh, sat, how he put his um, slaves or his um, the people who came with him from Norway, guys for the crew on the ship, yeah, yes. to different places to take care of the different rivers, someone in the river and the, and things like that, or, or yeah, and, and and he named the rivers and and the names <coughs> of the rivers are in Eilsaga, and they are the same names as we are we know the same names of the rivers today. Mm -hmm. And also the farmers, the farms around Borg, which is the settle where, where Skatlakrimi settled. And then his, um, his workers were working all around and we have still the same names. We know those names and they are written in Eilsaga. Mm -hmm. So this is what we, well, we find that um, there must be some truth in it. Yes. Uh, to put it very simple, what was the purpose of the settlement centre, the idea? It was to give foreign guests, give them a slightly knowledge about this old literature which was so unique. Mm. Literature which was living in an oral tradition for 300 years, because of this, they, 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 they happened in the, in the pagan period, where they, the people who came to us that they couldn't read and write. Mm. So it was a... Oral tradition was living from the 9th century up to the 13th century when the, the, those saga was first written down. And they, they came like a re revolution all over Iceland. They were writing down this family story. It's unique. And then they were rewritten and rewritten of some poor farmers and first published in the 17th century. Mm. Yeah, the, and nowadays, okay. And Okay. all the time. I think it's one of the most popular books I think you can buy at the airport, for example, is, the, is an edition of the sagas. It's a paperback edition, which I've seen lots of people buy as a sort of souvenir of Iceland. I think I've got one as well somewhere. The sagas can be quite difficult to read and follow, I suppose, for people who aren't from this particular tradition. So was part of the idea behind this making it easy for people at least to understand this particular saga, Eil saga? Yes, exactly. And what we do here is what we have, um, it's a very small uh, house, warehouse. It, we are located in the oldest houses in Borganes. And where we are, um, where the exhibitions are, it's only 100 square meter floor. Mm. But we make it as a labyrinth and you go with an audio guide and you're told the story in a very, very simple way. We even have a, a kids um, guiding tour, which is um, kids from the age of five and six can enjoy. And uh, we are just telling the synopsis of the story, just and then we illustrate it. So mm -hmm. it's like you are w walking into a picture book. And um, downstairs in the basement where we have the Eilsaga, the synopsis of Eilsa, 
everything down there is made by different artists. They make, it's made woodwork, and so it's a very beautiful exhibition. And then you walk through the items and you listen to a story. And we have got it in 15 mm. different languages. Where's the furthest someone's travelled, would you say, to hear of the story? It was a period before the COVID that the Chinese came very yeah, much yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Japanese, they were maybe our most valuable guests uh, because they came somewhere in the winter time, but that has yeah be a little little less, mm-hmm. yeah. But and and the response that you get then from tourists and visitors is positive, presumably. Yes, very. We are really lucky that we get um, very good reviews both on TripAdvisor and Google. And, uh, of course, there are some people who come in there and they find, oh, this is too complicated, uh, too many names. And, but if people are interested in the stories, then they mm. really love it. And we yeah. have had hundreds of thousands of guests here. And that, I think that is one of the difficulties that people find with the sagas, is that you have lots and lots and lots of names. So within a couple of pages, you've got a 100 different characters that you're trying to keep track of. And again, this place that we're in will try to simplify and make accessible one of those complicated stories. Yeah, that, that it, it, it simplifies so to wake interests in the, in the hope that the, the people carry on buy those paperback books you would just mention. Yeah, yeah. We which, sell, which sell that <laughs> very <laughs> much here, uh-huh. yeah. and yeah, so wake interest in this unique. What, as we say, uh, of remains of the past in Iceland, the saga are the most valuable of everything. Now, yeah, we often say we often say that these stories are like the the pyramids in Egypt or all these castles. We don't have that, mm. but we have. It's when, when we sometimes say that we are trying. It's like if the pyramids were all covered in sand, and you just saw the peak, and then. Uh, we are trying to, to move the sand away. That is what we are trying to do with this. We are trying to make these stories mm-hmm. accessible for those who wouldn't otherwise uh, find them. And, and you told me as well earlier that you had inspiration in Sieglefjörder for where mm-hmm. we're sitting now, the idea that the Herring Museum in that town in North Iceland you were saying, Carton, there was a bit of that influence in yeah. your decision to open here. Absolutely. It was uh, very much that uh, I sometimes say this whole idea starts with envy. I, I did envy earlier of this marvellous project he, he had the ma- ma- making. Uh, and uh, isn't it something like that? We, we can work on. Then it came uh, when we were discussing it. This, it, it is really... It, it is neat for a museum or or, 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 or a cultural centre. We, we can hardly call this a museum. We have no old things here. We, this is mm, mm. all produced. Isn't it some, somewhere where they really need something like that? For instance, when we came up both with Selfos or Borganis, up suitable distance from Reykjavik, mm-hmm. ah, Porkanis, they have a strong story. The story of Eil and Skatlagim. It has both this very colourful character, Eil, and it has also this accurate explanation of how his father did settled on, on, on the countryside. And, and 
So we came with this, as I said, just one piece of paper, A4, mm -hmm. with, a, with, with a, just a rough, rough idea to yes. the authorities but, in, in the municipality. And they, and then we were selected. That so happened that they had been seeking for some way to use Eilistaga in the purpose of stopping guests in Borganis, which yeah. was people just stopped here to yeah. buy, buy yeah. gasoline and things like that. Yeah, so we, we, the idea did fit into their dis discussion and they say, give it a thought, we, yeah. we will give you one winter to develop the idea, came further with the idea. That was we did the, the winter and, 2003 uh, to four. Yeah. And, and the, the numbers now, the tourist numbers in Iceland, I've seen it increase since we first came here in 1998 as tourists. When we first came to Iceland, the tunnel through Kvartheather uh, wasn't even open, didn't exist, you had to drive around the long way, which is a beautiful drive, but a much longer drive. So things are obviously changing in all parts of Iceland. You opened here in 2006. Have you seen the numbers increase dramatically? We're sitting here in the middle of April, which would very much have felt like off-season not long ago, but it's pretty busy downstairs, isn't it? Yes, um, I think we came, this all happened, we were so lucky with the, when, when we started. I think it was about 250 or 300,000 tourists that came to Iceland at mm. that, that year. Uh, but now it's, everybody knows what has happened since then. And uh, we went, in our business plan, we were, we did, we, were not, we, we were not going to run the restaurant, which we do now, we run the restaurant. And in the business plan, we were sort of figuring out we would have two or three people working here. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe ten, twenty thousand guests. We are having there are about hundred thousand guests that come really? per year. And that's a huge number, isn't it? Yes. Uh, well, it was like that. So, two thousand and sixteen and seventeen, which mm. was the peak. Then, obviously, yeah. with COVID, we had to close. And but now it's all coming back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have during the summer we have about twenty, thirty people working here. So we, this is a bigger workplace than Arion Monkey. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, this this boom in tourism, of course, affect us as everybody else. And as I said. 100,000 guests, who should imagine that in the beginning? No, no. So, and then we have another thing which is uh, most, more for Icelandic people, uh, but not well, we are running a small theatre here. Which, has which is where we are just now. We're sitting yes. in the theatre. This is the top part of yes. the building, and this is a long, thin room with a pitched roof, and, and there are seats on either side, and this, this is the theatrical space that we're in. And the door at the end there, which your colleague opened, uh, has the most beautiful view out over the, the water and the small island on the edge of Borganes. Yeah. Yes, we, we were very lucky. We, when we opened, we opened with a play co called Mr. Skatlagrimson, which was huge, huge... Um, Success, and then again we did another play which was called Brauk, and that was also a good success. And since then we have been our concept is very special. We have it's all like monologues, and we call it sometimes the talking author. Mm. The authors they come here and they tell their stories. They have written books and they tell their own material. They encouraged authors to. Tell their story, not to read the story, yes. to learn them by heart what they had to ex already been re writing. And it is a principle nobody goes into this floor except with their own text. So it is, and mentioned, uh, Mr. Scatling is going on, 
that it, the author of that was Benedict Ellingson, the big actor and director who made two very, very successful films, uh, Horses and Men and uh, Women. Women in War. And yeah, he was here for five years with Mr. Scatagerson. So you are both from a theatrical background as well, and as I say, we're sitting in the theatre part of this building, but the rest of the centre, and it's a long time since I've been here, but my memories of it are very clear, this is about telling stories, this whole place is about telling stories, and you are both storytellers. So you've brought your theatrical talents to the centre that you've created, haven't you? Yes, our theatrical um, experience and and, um, our... um uh, interest in telling the stories mm. and the love for the culture and the importance of um, bringing the culture to the people and it's wonderful that we are we've been able to do it and we've been so well received. Kjartan is a former, um, he's a direct, um, he's a playwright so he is mostly the author of the manuscripts. Mm. We also did now recently another uh, we designed another um, centre Center. Center. It's in Budatanur, and it's the story of Labour the Lucky. And Kjartan wrote that uh, manuscript. Yeah, okay. it's how the, the Nordic people, after settled and full settled in Iceland, they start a new settlement in Greenland, and by accident they, they drift further west and they found a whole continent. Mm. And that story is are we telling in, in, in Budatanur. Okay, and is that open now in Budatanur? Uh, they, are, they are open in the summer, they... Yeah, they are. Not, they they had just recently opened. Okay. Just two summer, mm-hmm. and it takes years to to let people really yeah. know yeah. that place like this. When we were making the business plan, uh, our advisor they said it would, you you will have to expect three, four, five years where you are uh, and, uh, under. Under sea room. We've talked about tourists sort of on the assumption that means people coming into the country, but do Icelanders come here to learn more about their own stories and their own traditions? Yes, they come especially for the theatre, and uh, they, but they are very often come for exhibitions. We invite all the, the kids who are at school in Borgabe. They, they can come here when they, when they like, free when they like. And what we have found out that they come with the school and then... Maybe two weeks, three weeks later, they come with their parents mm-hmm. and their grandparents because they love it and they like it. And now when there was a school holiday, there were a lot of families coming here yeah. with their kids. And especially because we got this children's um, guiding in Icelandic. Yes. Well, that's the next generation of fans, isn't it? Yeah. The next generation of customers. And yeah, in, in the, in the Icelanders, they, they also use the restaurant quite yes, a lot. Yes, yes. One third of our guests in the restaurant are Icelanders. Yeah. Well, do you know, the first time we came to Iceland, we went to the petrol station just down the road and we had chips and cocktail sauce for lunch. And it was a time when, as you will remember in Iceland, there were far fewer hotels and restaurants than there are just now. And every time we've been back in Borganes, which is often, we still go back and have chips and cocktail sauce at that petrol station. But we have eaten here before and I resolve now, the next time we're in Borganes, to, <laughs> to make use of the restaurant. Yeah, what we started um, when we when we took over the restaurant, um, we I, I wanted to be um, uh, concentrate on health and healthy food, 
and that was a li- that was a little bit before all this health. Uh, mm, before uh, it was fashionable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was yes. Before it was fashionable. Yeah. And what we find now also because the people here in Borken is they co- they are regular customers. Well, it is a wonderful place to be, and I think we've I hope we've done it justice in our conversation. The settlement centre, which is right at what you might think of as the very end of Borgenes, if that is to say that if you go into the town and you turn left from Route One all the way to the end, almost as far as the little island at the very edge of Borgenes. It's hard to miss, really, isn't it? There are signs everywhere. This is and also something yep. unique we have. Okay. We made, uh, in the beginning, I was taking a guiding tour to, to the, I call it the path of Ale, in the neighbourhood, go yeah. to historical places where Ale and his family had been, up to, up to the settlement farm. So, so these are guiding tours that you can load onto your phone and, and yeah. walk around the area? Yeah. I had, yeah. I, I, my, my son, my stepson, he is a programmer in computers, and I talked with him in the beginning when we opened it. Isn't it possible to get some mini computer and use a GPS technique to turn it on like that? Sorry, I don't... No such an instrument, but it should be, because I think that would be possible. Two this, years later... This was before the iPhones and the, and yeah. the smartphones. Okay. Two okay. years later, he phoned me, Hi, now we have the instrument, this new technical phone, which is called iPhone. We c- I can make a program on it, and you make the text, and we make the guiding tour you have been doing okay. as a smart so guiding tour. And here it is. You invented the settlement centre, but you've also got a claim to inventing the iPhone by the sounds <laughs> of it, I would say. Well, yes. Well, or, or part of it anyway, part of it well, at least. We, we, uh, but, but we had this <coughs> idea before, and um, when, when the technique wasn't there. But now it is, and this is... Um, uh, you take it. You 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 take it to your um, car, mm-hmm. and then the the guiding tour leads you all the way. Now, Kerstin is opening it up, so you can hear the first. Hello, bit. everyone. My name is Brynhildur Guðjónsdóttir, and I'll be your guide for today on our trip around the saga of Egil Skallagrímsson, Iceland's greatest Viking chieftain and poet of the settlement era. We will be travelling from the settlement centre to the famous grounds of Borg the farm of settler Skallagrímur Kveldúlfsson, who was Egil's father. And so, so it knows where you are as you drive around, the GPS will... You start in front of the house, because then it takes about one or two minutes to get connected to the satellite, and at that time she's telling you the t- story of the houses. Now let's go down to the bridge, and then you go, and then when you are in the circle where the GPS picks you up, yeah. then, that, the, then she continues to tell you about the story of Brauk, who was drowned there and then she said now let's go into the car and then she's like a guy she's like sitting by your side at your own pace at the pace of the driver so that is complimentary that can be downloaded on the app store can it and and if you've got an android phone it's the same presumably you can go to the the android phone so it's locatify l-o-c-a-t-i-f-y smart guide and you drive around the area with your own guide yes and then we did another one Uh which starts at the airport, it takes you into Reykjavik, and at the corner of Kringlemerabraut, where Kringlan is, it t- says you now, if you want to s- go into Reykjavik town, then you turn uh, left, but then I can meet you at this crossing and take you to Borganes, even two days after 
when you go at that crossing and you have your phone there, they will say, hi again, now let's go to Borges. <laughs> and this is a into guiding the, tour. Into the floor of the settlement centre. I, I, I love that. It, it, it won't stop until you get to Borges, until Not you go to Borges. It won't stop until you get to the settlement centre. <laughs> well, that's as it should be, as far as I can tell. Siri, Katan, thank you very much indeed for your hospitality here today. If you're in Borgones, if you need a reason to go to this beautiful town, well, I can't think of a better one than to visit the settlement centre. Thank you both very much Thank for you your time today. Coming. Our pleasure. It's a great Thank pleasure. You. Thank, Thank you very you. much indeed. This is the Roof English Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to get in touch anytime, email english at ruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English.